Yes, man. Is this home buying, home selling solutions? Well, yes, it is. Man, thank God, man. I need help. I need to sell my house fast. Hey, no problem. Listen, we got you. Home buying, home selling solutions. If you got a problem, we got the resolution. Hey, repping all black and gold. Hey, repping that black and gold. Hey, home buying, home selling solutions. If we living all up just like a revolution. Hey, repping that black and gold. Hey. That black and gold, hey. Put up a couple band signs, pull up to your house and get a contract signed. If your home's in foreclosure, you don't know what to do. We'll do a wrap around your mortgage or a subject too. If your girl done left you and you got a divorce, we put some cash inside your pocket when you take her to court. As for a problem vacant property where you don't reside, we'll make a cold cash offer because we're here by your side. Hey. Home buy home sound solutions. If you got a problem, we got the resolution, hey. Repping all black and gold, hey. Repping that black and gold, ayy. Home buying, home sound solutions. If we living all up just like a revolution, ayy. Repping that black and gold, ayy. Repping that black and gold, ayy. Put work until we save the day. Home buying, home selling, we paid the way. If you buy high on taxes, we give you a check so you can go and cash it, ayy. We got all the time for a probate case. Find a way to close in 35 days. If you got a problem, we can find a way. Buying flipping homes in the Lone Star State. Home buying, home selling solutions. If you got a problem, we got the resolution. Ayy, repping all black and gold. Ayy, repping that black and gold. Ayy, home buying, home selling solutions. If we living all up just like a revolution. Ayy, repping that black and gold. Ayy, repping that black and gold. Ayy. Home buying, home selling. We buying, who selling? Home buying, home selling. We buying, who selling? Home buying, home selling. We buying, who selling? Home buying, home selling. We're buying, who's selling? Hey, social media, Mike here. Special guest, man. Today, guys, two special guests. One. Yeah, my boy Manny Cash, man. Tell the people what's up, man. What's up, man? How are you guys doing? How you been, Manny? Good, man. Just working. It's, working this is what our, our second time doing this podcast together. Second time. For those of you guys who are wanting, man, Charles had to be out today, uh, but he does support and uh, wants to make sure you guys, everyone, say what's up. Man, today, guys, man, I just thought about it. Venezuela, Venezuela, no? Oh, yeah, yeah. Today, guys, for everyone who's watching, I definitely appreciate you guys. I would love for you guys to share it. This podcast because today we got a special guest, a good friend of mine, Ricardo Rosales. Yeah. Ricardo is out of Houston, yeah. and uh, he's from where man he's from, man, Venezuela, yeah, no? Venezuela, dos Venezolano aquí. So he's from Venezuela, man. I love Ricardo, man, because Ricardo, this dude is a hustler, man. When I talk about virtual markets, everyone who, who's on this Facebook post now, and or you guys watching on YouTube, you definitely need to share it because we want to share this value with everyone else who's watching these deals. You guys want to close deals in virtual markets? How to find deals? How to find buyers? How is it that Home Bottom Selling Solutions is closing deals in Atlanta? How do we partner up with Ricardo closing deals in Houston, Florida, wherever the case may be? Ricardo is going to break it down to you guys. So you guys definitely want to tune in. Today's going to be a good podcast. What do you think about it, uh, Manny? Yeah, make sure you guys uh, ask questions because if you're thinking of going to another market and expanding, right, uh, whether Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, a lot of people are targeting San Antonio. You need to know right what kind of strategy how to find the buyers how to negotiate those deals over the phone you can you can't just go to houston for an appointment right you gotta be able to close those deals over the phone so make sure you guys ask questions and ricardo he is the main guy that you want to ask that's for sure man so when we come back we got our boy ricardo and let's talk about virtual market guys
Ricardo, man, how you doing? Excited to be here, guys. Uh, uh, it's an honor for me always to connect with uh, my family in San Antonio, HPHS. Um, you know, every time I go to San Antonio, man, and I get to hang out with all of you guys, I feel like I'm. it's my office. You know, like, I feel right at home. Um, I love the vibe that you guys have created uh, with your team, um, with everybody from Frank all the way down to the newest guy that just joined the uh, HBHS. And I couldn't be more honored to be with you guys here today. Missing Charles, but with the honor of having Manny Cash on this call. So Manny Cash. Uh, You're that's right. brother, man. That's no, right, man, that's definitely right. our pleasure, Ricardo. You guys don't know, Ricardo is a, a good friend of myself, Charles, Manny, uh, this office. Every time he comes down, man, we love to brainstorm on how he's closing so many deals, how he's been in so many virtual markets. Uh, we've done deals together, right, Ricardo? We've done deals yes, together. So, man, you guys don't know who Ricardo is. Man, you guys definitely need to know who he is. You need to follow him. Most importantly, man, I got Ricardo to do this podcast for about a good hour. You guys definitely need to ask some questions. Ask questions. If you guys want to do deals like how we're doing deals in virtual markets, how he's doing deals in virtual markets, this is the time to ask. Ricardo's going to be generous enough to talk about his deals, how he's doing them. Well, I'm going to ask Ricardo on how he got his biggest deal because I'm always curious on everyone's biggest deal, how they got it, how much money they made. Ricardo said there's nothing off limits for the most part. So let's just get into it, man. Ricardo, again, pleasure being here. I know Charles not here, but he, he uh, told me to tell you what's up. I know you guys spoke yesterday for about a good hour, good friends as well. But let's get this thing going, man. Ricardo, how's Houston? And Houston, uh, you know, we just got out of the – well, we're still during the pandemic, right? But right. Houston, Houston came to a full stop uh, somewhere the first week of April. And literally, we – we couldn't sell anything, so I'm gonna be upfront with everybody watching this call right now and this uh, this uh, you know podcast. I didn't make money for for a few months. Um, I was dry uh, in between April, uh, May, June, July. Now we're starting to close deals now, um, so that taught me a lot of lessons. Uh, you know, especially from a a money management perspective when it comes to uh, making sure marketing will continue to go out, uh, restructuring the team, how the team needs to to behave. How do you lead a team during times like this? Because it's tough, right? Mm -hmm. um, especially on on the way the way I run my particular operation, uh, everybody's commissions based. So that was a tough transition to 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 go through, which was like, man, four months without making any money. Some people actually they 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 say I gotta go find a job, but. The question is, how do you find a job when, when nobody's hiring? We're on lockdown, yeah. right? So a lot of interesting things happened uh, in these last four months. And one thing I can tell you is we never stopped marketing. So we continue to build in, uh, the pipeline. We, we went and renegotiated a lot of deals that we had to buy more time to close extensions and things of that nature. Um, you know, a couple of deals, we had to let them go because it wasn't fair for the seller to 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 basically to be tied down to a contract with us and right. we couldn't find a buyer uh, from a wholesaling perspective. So it, it's tough because you know, you're letting revenue go, but at the same time, you got to do what's right for the seller. So I actually signed a memorandum of contract, a release of memorandum of contract today from one of those deals because the lady was able to, to find another avenue. She didn't sell the house with, she went and found a loan from Habitat from Humanity. And now they're going through the process of getting her house fixed. And I'm so happy for her. So uh, I was very happy to sign that memo release. That way she could move forward with her life, right? So, um, you know, 
uh, Houston is kind of like turning now. Now we're starting to see a lot of buyers come through. People, even though the, the coronavirus is out of control right now, uh, right. we learn how to live with it now. So we're wearing the mask, we're washing our hands, we're not shaking hands with people, social distancing for the most part, you know, trying to stay within a certain, you know, uh, uh, however many feet away, that way we're not kind of like breathing on top of each other or whatnot. But everything seems to be getting back to normal when it comes to normal day op day operations so i would say so man i mean well first off i want to say man i appreciate the honesty man i know it's tough for a lot of people to say hey i didn't close deals yeah. you know I, that's tough for a lot of people whether it's a guru or whatever the case is yeah. um so this person on facebook you know i'm glad i was the only one that was dry because it's when corona first hit you know i think we slowed down you know we slowed down and yeah. it's tough for people to admit that uh especially if someone like your caliper ricardo where you, i know you closed a lot of deals in, in the last year uh, so I definitely appreciate the honesty, man, and releasing that memorandum. I, I know you always do the right thing. We talk multiple times, uh, so I know you do the right thing. But before we get into it, Ricardo, let's take it back to the basics, man. Real quick, you're in the Navy, no? I was in the Navy. Uh, prior to the Navy, I used to, I started working at a very young age. So uh, my dad is a very successful um, insurance broker. And he has a very large operation, a, a, a large operation in the insurance business throughout Central and South America. So wow. when I was eight years old, I would see my dad. He used to wear the suit and the tie and everything in Maracaibo, uh, which Manny is familiar with. And and I would tell my dad, I was like, Dad, I want to be like you when I grow up. And mm -hmm. dad had other plans. He wanted me to go to college, that kind of deal, right? Because he he believed that the entrepreneur world was very tough to to make it. And for many years. He was just barely, you know, making ends meet for our family. So, but I still saw him as my hero and until today. Okay. That hasn't changed. And, um, you know, I, I started going to his office when I was eight. So he bought me a suit and I would go to the office on my suit, eight years old. And I was the file, the file cabinet ca uh, kid. So all his secretaries, when they needed a file, they will call me and I will go grab it, take it to them. And, and and then I learned how to organize the files and all that. And by the time I was 20, I was running all the operations in his in wow. his business from, from an operational standpoint. But something happened. Um, you know, I had a boss, but I felt like I didn't have a father at the time. Because every time I saw him, it was about business, business. My dad is, I'm very much like my dad. And if you know, if you're around me, I'm always talking about business, right? So um when when i felt that void I, I i figured man i gotta go do something on my own because i'd rather have my dad than have a boss that poses right. as my dad so and I, I also had a lot of um uh i guess bad habits for uh, you know when you're 20 years old you're partying right, on right. the weekends and i lived in miami florida i mean which is party capital of the world so you know, a lot of a lot of the blame I can say was on me. I would say ninety nine percent of the blame was on me, on why he was mad. And so, but at the same time, he pushed me to go to college, and I didn't want to go to college. I, I, I was I've never been a uh, a material for college that I you know I I never saw myself either going to college. I just wanted to work, and I wanted to be like him. So I had to go forge my own route, and uh, and I left the the company uh, in sort of some okay terms. Um, but there's always that thing, you know, um, that, 
that, you know, uh, even years later, he offered me a job and I was like, nah, man, I'm not going that route again. But <laughs> long story short, I left the business. Then I did a couple of um, entrepreneurial things on my own. I wasn't mature enough. Uh, I did take a big hit on some cell phone stores that I had in Venezuela mm, that I was I able that. to open. They stole all my merchandise, man. I lose my money and my and my investors' money. So I was in a bind. And luckily, I was able to, to clear that off. And when I got back to the U.S., I, I was lost, man. I was completely lost. I didn't know my what, I, what, what the future was going to hold for me. Um, I had a daughter at the time. She was already a couple of years old. And I saw a commercial, man. Them guys were dressed in whites. Uh, on ships traveling the world and I say well that's not a bad idea you know I get me in the Navy I get a little paycheck I get insurance for my daughter which at the time was one of the most important things for me and I get to do something different from what I'm used to and you know I get to travel so that's that's literally how I joined the Navy and how long were you in the Navy four years I did four years uh, and then got out and and I've been blessed. Um, the Navy was one of the best things I could have done in my life. Uh, it helped me build a lot of character. Mm. Um, and and not only that, I I I got to I got to experience what real pressure is. Mm. And, yeah, and and you know this very well, Michael, because you were in the military as well. Mm -hmm. uh, the pressure that we deal with in uh, in our business is nothing compared to the pressure that you deal with when you're in the military. Especially you that you were, you know, deployed to all these other areas. I was right. on a ship, so I was sort of safe. Uh, but the pressure inside the ship is a little different. Oh um, yeah, the, the community of the of the sellers and you know who's macho, who's not, who's doing what type of deals. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I totally understand. So after so, the navy, what what happened after the navy? I joined the oil and gas business, man, because from the ship I would steal rigs. And I figured I was a diesel mechanic on the ship, and I figured diesel mechanics made a lot more money on on the oil rigs. And I just set my sights. I, I set my goal, and now I have that military mentality to where I'm going to go after whatever I want, and I'm going to achieve that. Um, I had already started doing a lot of self-development uh, because of some of the struggles that I, when I was in the military, I was having a lot of uh, struggles from the personal on uh, my personal life. Uh, when it came to like my relationships and all that. So in order for me to focus on not thinking so much about those relationships that weren't working well, I just bought a bunch of books, man. And I started reading anything that was related to self-development, uh, how to be a, a better person, how to heal yourself, how to make more money, you know, how to work, how do you work on yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you grow internally? And, and that really, that created, part of the person that I am today, or probably one of the major, uh, uh, you know, uh, things that I, I do today is personal development, actually. And, and uh, I was able to go through those four years, uh -huh. and basically get out and start working in the oil and gas business where, you know, I was blessed to, 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 to be part of a part of because I made not only from the money perspective, but I traveled the world completely uh, I've, I've been to every, almost every continent, uh, you know, I'm probably missing one or two there, but, um, so made a lot of friends all definitely over. So definitely experienced a life of the Navy from Venezuela to a different country to those books. How did, how did you get into uh, real estate? What was your first deal? 
So when I was when I was working uh, offshore um, mm-hmm. back in 2008, I I made money, but I didn't want to spend the money like my friends were. Most of my friends were making great money. Well, I was making six figures plus. And what do you do when you do that? You start buying stuff, man. You buy a you buy a boat, you buy a motorcycle, you buy rifles. So that's my who my friends were. But I wasn't that guy. And I was like, man, you know, although I look, I do like watches, I'm, I have to say, but other than that, you know, that that's about it. I'm a, you know, I don't, I don't uh, indulge in a lot of luxury per se, but you know, I said, I got to put my money to work somehow. And I've always read on those books that real estate was the way to go because of like poor, uh, rich dad, poor dad and Robert Kiyosaki and all that. Right. So I watched the show called flip this house, man. And I saw actually a guy from San Antonio. I actually used to like that show. Yeah. That he picked up a house for like eighty, uh, like I think it was like sixty thousand. He put forty thousand, and then he turned around and made forty. But he did it all with like hard money loans and stuff. And I was like, how does that work? Like, how did this guy make forty k in three to four months? And man, it takes me a lot of work to make those forty thousand dollars. So he picked my interest and. After I watched the first episode of, of that show until I bought a house, it took me a year. I had to figure it out. I had to go and 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 start like networking and stuff like that. And, and there wasn't a lot of networking events like there are today. Uh, of course, these platforms didn't exist back then. So I, I, I had to do a lot of research and the research wasn't like, it wasn't coming fast enough for me. Like I wanted it, but I was making progress. So a year later, I picked up a house cash uh, in Pasadena, Texas, that I paid, I believe it was $13,000 for. This house was in bad shape, man. I mean, the, it was a pyramid foundation leaning on the side. Like one side had no bricks whatsoever, like center blocks. Mm. So the house was like this, tilted, laying on the ground. And I picked it up for thirteen k. And at the time, a full rehab was somewhere like $25,000. How'd you find the deal? I'm a wholesaler. Wholesaler no, back then? Until it, yeah. Oh, man. This guy, th- there were plenty of wholesalers back then. They they were all bandit sign guy, right? Uh, the, the, they were just doing bandit signs. And this guy actually was one of the biggest wholesalers in, in, in town at the time. Okay. And and I tried to negotiate the deal. Like, I offered him like 9000 bucks for the house because I said, look, man, this house is really destroyed. I, I got to gut it, completely redo it. And man, he was firm on his price, right? He's like, nah, man, I, the most I do is like 500 bucks. But I saw it such a, such a good deal that I went in and, and picked it up. And when I made, I saw his assignment, <laughs> basically I paid $13,000 for the house and he made 9K on it. <laughs> and wow. then I looked at it and I was like, dude, you made $9,000 on a house that I paid $13,000 for. How in the hell do you do this? And he's like, man, I don't, I don't, that's just what I do. And so that kind of like got in the back of my head. But then I bought a university. That's what I, I had, the kind of house that I call universities. So I had to do everything from the foundation all the way up. So every thug in the neighborhood showed up on that project. And of course, I didn't know what I was doing, even though I had contracts and stuff like that with contractors. As soon as I cut them a check, man, those guys disappeared. So a project that was supposed to be 25K, I ended up spending like $55,000, maybe close to 60. It took me a year and a half to finish. It was very painful. 
uh, I will run out of money and then I'll go offshore, make more money, come back and throw more money into the fire kind of deal. Uh, but actually that deal turned out to be a slam dunk after four years because I was able to rent the house for $900 a month. And, and then, um, uh, in four years I sold it, I think it was for like $97,000 when I sold it. So altogether I got back like 150, 160. And that's, that's, that's my, my first deal was a, a flip that turned into a rental yeah. that le then later on I was able to offload it. Well, you did a lot in that first deal, man. So Charles and I can definitely relate to that. I mean, we started real estate besides traditional real estate was flipping houses. And then when we flipped houses, we kind of stumbled onto wholesaling. So I'm curious to see, uh, I know on this home bottom Center association, there's a lot of wholesalers and I know they want to get into this virtual market topic, but when you're doing this wholesale deals now, I mean, let's fast forward to where you're at now. You got a, a team in Houston. Uh, you got your guys in yeah. Houston, you know, at your peak, Ricardo, if you don't mind me sharing this. So people understand the caliber person that you're working with here at your peak. What's the most, uh, what's the highest amount of contracts you had in escrow? On in wholesaling and wholesaling, yeah, I I think it was about thirty seven. Thirty seven, um, so about forty. Yeah. Okay. And at those forty contracts, what markets are those in? So, the, the San Antonio was there, Houston was there. Um, man, I'm trying to go back way back. Once you start doing multiple deals, you kind of like forget because they're coming blocks. But San Antonio was definitely there because I've been doing things in San Antonio or close to San Antonio for like almost three years now. Right. But I don't do the volume that I would love to do in San Antonio. But you're um, still doing deals, yeah, because I know you do deals. Yeah, we're still Atlanta. doing deals. Yeah. Yeah, we've so we had deals in San Antonio, Houston, Atlanta, um, Tampa, Florida. Those those yeah. four were the main markets that we that we were targeting when we had all those deals. And we may have had like a couple of off deals here and there in, in right. like places like Victoria, Texas, you know, um, uh, little cities like that. But right. yeah, most, right. the majority were here in Houston, San Antonio, Tampa, and Georgia. Yeah, deals in El Paso. I, mean, I know you're doing deals in El Paso. I've seen your yeah, deals. Yeah, we, we did deals in El Paso as well. But that wasn't part of the, that, that, yeah, that wasn't part of that big, that when you're telling me about the, when I had mm. the 37 deals on the contract, I didn't even yeah. have El Paso there. El Paso came last, last year, actually. Yeah, I'm just talking about any markets uh, you've been in. So I know you didn't markets down by the water, no? By Corpus? Yes, right. So I can tell you where I'm at right now. Right now is Houston, San Antonio. We're, we just pulled a new list in San Antonio. Okay. We pulled up a, a list in Houston. We pulled up a list in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Uh, we are going for Lafayette, Louisiana, Homa, Louisiana. Um, uh, we got away from, from, from Florida for a little bit. We may... I think we still have a list in Lakeland, Florida that we're targeting right now. But we have deals under contract in Houston, San Antonio, Indiana. We're getting a lot of traction in Indiana. Um, Detroit, we're getting traction in Detroit as well. And what else? Hey, Ricardo, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, okay, you started flipping. You started, you get into the wholesaling. You're like, man, this dude made $9,000 without lifting a hammer. And I got into this deal for a year and a half that I got to fix. How did that transition happen? Okay, to wholesaler, to wholesaling, but not only that. How do you go from? Because I'm, I'm assuming you started wholesaling in Houston, right? Yes. Okay. So when did you say, you know what? Let me go to San Antonio. Let me go to uh, Atlanta. Let me go to Tampa. Let me go to Louisiana. And how did that happen? How did that transition happen? Because I'll tell you this: 
the mindset, I'm, I'm assuming, because it happened to us as well when we were in San, San Antonio, and then we have to change our little mindset of, hey, it's just a house, it's just a different conversation. Uh, it's just that you, you're not gonna go see it, it's just numbers wide. But how do you make that transition from, let's say people are watching, we got about what, 60, 60 people watching? About 60 people on Facebook and YouTube. So those wholesalers that are, hey man, I'm just doing you know two, three deals in my town, you know, a few deals in here in San Antonio or in Houston, man, how can I do a deal in Dallas, man? I don't know what to do. How how did that transition happen? So I, I fell backwards into it, man, like everything. Like the universe, if you read, there is a book called, guys, The Alchemist. You need to read that book, okay? That so way you, you get, you get to the, Al the Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, okay? Oh, Paulo you Coelho. have to read that book because that book will will explain to you on why many things happen to us in our lives, okay? Okay. And we think sometimes those things are bad things happening and when it's actually pushing you in the right direction. So every time that I had to pivot into something else was because I was falling backwards into it. So to answer your question, Manny, in my mind, I could care less about being a wholesaler, okay? Mm -hmm. I was okay buying deals from wholesalers. Okay. I didn't want to do that work. I didn't want to. I didn't want to market for my own deals. All I wanted to do was find private money, which I'm very good at, mm -hmm. and buy the properties, fix them, flip them, and either sell them or rent them. Okay. Okay. And we did that for quite a while. I, I actually I did my first wholesale deal somewhere in 2016. Okay. Okay. Um, we were focused heavily on flipping. Okay. But in 2017, uh, actually in 2015 or 16, when we created Same as Cash, we created it for a for an acquisitions arm to our flipping business. Gotcha. So we didn't want to wholesale. We were just trying to find our own properties that we were able to negotiate on our terms. Better deals. And yeah, yeah better deals, right? Cut the middleman out, basically. And and um, but that created another challenge which was a huge marketing budget that we had to come around and all that but that's right. a different story right so we started marketing for our own deals and when harvey happened in 2017 we had wholesaled a few deals but it was to friends people that will come to me and say or dennis who's my business partner on that business and they will say hey guys can you can you like help me find the house you know and 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 i want to flip it because i see you guys doing well and you're flipping mm -hmm. and all that and That's we're cool. like, sure, man, we'll just wholesale it to you, whatever. Once we have a lot of contracts in our hands that we can't really perform on, we're going to wholesale right. those more friends. So, so, so that's how we started wholesaling, right? Gotcha. But it wasn't like I'm going to wholesale to, like I'm going to put something on the contract to wholesale it necessarily. We right. were the buyers. And for, and for a while, we were probably one of the largest buyers in the area. Uh, we were flipping at our peak 44 houses at the same time, anywhere from 10 to $15 million worth of loans. And that's when Harvey hit. So something happened. We lost all our workforce or from the general contracting perspective, all our labor left because there was more money for them to be made out there as opposed to working with us. And man, that put a huge dent in our business because we were making $120,000 payments every month just on loans. And for almost two years, we were just lashing that money out. Wow. Uh, so we lost a lot of cash. We lost a lot of equity. Then we had to face our lenders and said, Hey guys, we don't have money to pay, man. And, and I don't know how I'm going to solve this challenge, but long story short, 
from those 44 houses, I'm dealing now with about eight, eight of them uh, that we got left. And we're, for the most part, we're working with most of the lenders, but we had to create a wholesaling operation just so we wouldn't go broke. Right. To stack that. It, cap. it wasn't to get, it, it to wasn't get to cap. get rich. Right. It wasn't to get rich. It was just so we could pay bills. That was it. And we also had to create a marketing outfit uh, in order for us to lower the cost of marketing because my main marketing avenue was yellow letters and postcards. And so that's how direct mail out started. And, and um, we started selling yellow letters and postcards to everybody in Houston. So that helped us with us overhead a, a little bit. Um, you know, we were able to start wholesaling. We started building a cash buyers list. We started yeah. networking. That's another thing. We didn't really network in our area at all because we were those guys that we were just working in silence. Mm. And at our peak, at our peak in, in the flipping business, we were bringing in 300 grand easily every month. No problems. Wow. So why wow. do I need, you know, we didn't really need to go anywhere and, and meet other people or whatever. Right. We were very busy in the, in the whole, in the rehabbing business. So the whole wholesaling thing started because it was a, necess a necessity for us. That way, Dennis and I wouldn't have to file for bankruptcy later on, you know? Well, it um, looks like, it, it, like the, uh, it turned out good for you, Ricardo, because I know you're doing a lot of wholesaling. I know you're doing that. Yeah. I know you've created structures. Um, so this podcast, we titled it Virtual Markets. Uh, so I want to kind of, if it's okay with you, man, I want to kind of get into the questions because I know that's what people want, man. Uh, but, yeah, so if you guys are watching, Ricardo just talked about from, you know, as a question. kid, yeah, as a kid, right, from Venezuela, taking off his dad's uh, footsteps on being in business, being strong, world experience from the Navy, not only from the Navy, but going around to so many continents, starting with flipping houses. I think you said you're what, flipping 45 houses at the peak, Ricardo? Yeah, 45 yeah. houses. So flipping 45 houses at once. That's, I mean, we're doing yeah. like four or five now, <laughs> and that's a challenge. So his business was fully flipping, and he said, hey, Harvey hit wholesaling help supplement the income to pay off all those loans. So, I mean, wholesaling is a good, it's a good topic. A lot of people like wholesaling. I know a lot of people on this uh, podcast, we got about 60, 65 people between Facebook and YouTube watching. I know your questions on this part on this podcast was how is it that Ricardo's doing deals in Atlanta, Tampa, Florida, Louisiana, uh, Indiana. I think you said you're in all over Texas. That's what I want to get into. But, so you answer your first question. Um, let, let me answer. Let me answer Manny's question real quick, Michael, because okay. he asked me a question on how I started doing virtual, right? right. Yeah. So, so you went from, from that's Houston right. to okay. Now let me go Atlanta. to the markets. Right. Yeah. So so I hired the wrong guy for my PPC campaign, and uh, you know we weren't specific. Uh, this is in 2016, sometime. We weren't really specific on on where on the target that we were gonna do for the PPC campaign. All he asked me was, Ricardo, what's the budget that 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 I have for 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 running a campaign on Google, and and that was it. And I said, oh man, I don't know, twenty thousand a month because I knew PPC was very expensive. So I knew that if I put twenty k, I was gonna be able to get roughly fifty to hundred grand back because I, some of my friends were doing it. Okay. Well, he ran a PPC campaign, man, and literally in five days, I saw that they pulled ten grand out of my bank account, and I was like, "What is this?" And and I was, I call him. His name is Juan, and I was like, "Juan, what the hell do you do, man?" And he's like, "No, man, I, I run your campaign." But at the same time, Dennis was telling us, "Like, dude, we're getting flooded with leads everywhere. I mean, 
He said, Ocala, Florida, San Antonio, Canyon Lakes. We were getting people, but we didn't know how to handle this. And luckily, we looked, I called one of the guys in Canyon Lakes and, and, and I said, hey, man, uh, how do you get our, our, like, how do you get in our lead? And he said, well, I just went and filled out the form on your website. And so we started talking. And that weekend was the Formula One race in Austin, which I'm a, I'm a fan of the Formula One. And I said, look, man, I'm, I'm actually going to the Formula One this weekend. Do you mind if I stop by on Thursday and look at the property? Because I was still going to houses and I, right. I, I had in my mind, I had those limitations that I had to be in the house in front of the seller, create rapport mimic and all that stuff right yeah so i picked up this property in, in canyon lakes uh back then that was my first kind of like deal away from houston it wasn't 100 percent virtual what i did virtual was the dispositions portion of it gotcha so i went in person locked it up but then i literally got with somebody else with you guys know uh maori uh maori ruiz uh yeah. he did the dispositions for us and and we made we made money and then i said man if I could just do the acquisition side as well, then I really don't have to even right. go to the property, you know? So yeah. that's how the whole thing, thing started. So I fell backwards into it because I never meant to market outside of Houston. Ah, interesting, man. That's really interesting. Ricardo, we got a, a tradition here, man. I know you are one of our original guests and I guess we can call it season one, uh, but this is season yeah. two where we're doing a lot of virtual podcasting. We got this, this little button here. The button yeah. says hype, right? When we hit this button, it makes that noise. The goal is yeah. to get a lot of those hype buns for everyone who's watching this podcast. Now, go ahead and drop your comments. Go ahead and drop your questions. I encourage everyone. There's, there's about 70 of you guys now between Facebook and YouTube. I encourage you guys to ask the questions. Ricardo's going to drop knowledge, drop value uh, on how he's doing deals, uh, different markets, running comps, finding buyers, all that good stuff. So let me, let me go down these comments real quick. Um, Ricardo, everyone else. Go ahead and start dropping your comments. Ricardo, let's get this hype button. Let's get the batteries broken on this one, man. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout out to Jermaine Wilson. So Jermaine's saying is, he's on YouTube. Nice is a full circle. He found out about Ricardo in his podcast from, I guess, season one, if that's what you want to call it. And I think you ran into him, right, Ricardo? At some uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So shout out to, yeah. to uh, Jermaine. All right. So whether it's wholesale, it doesn't have to be just virtual markets because I know Ricardo has a lot of knowledge. Uh, any questions you guys have for Ricardo? Let's break it down. Let's start off with this one. Jeremy from Hawaii saying, Ricardo, can you explain or break down your KPIs for your SMS campaign? I saw a post about SMS, 62,000 people. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that's basically what I'm texting right now. I'm, I'm, my goal is to hit 80,000. Uh, I don't know what it is today. I can probably just check. 80,000 a uh, month, a, a month, day, a week? Uh, yeah, per month. Um, per month, okay. Yeah, so guys, to do a business at a scale, you gotta go at a scale, right? Right. You're not gonna drive for dollars at a scale. Like that's almost impossible. Okay, that's gonna maybe pull a deal or two here and there. Um, but yeah, we're at sixty-five thousand. So we dropped two thousand text more, uh, more text today. Um, so, you know, I'm a firm believer that if I'm going down, I'm going down big, man. You know what I'm saying? Like. I just, if I go to the casino, I'm going to leave my pockets in the casino, but I'm going to put it all in. So same thing applies for, for marketing in my way. Cause to, I see the way I see marketing is like paying rent. If you don't pay rent, you get evicted. Well, the way I see it, if, if I don't pay mar my marketing and I put my money into marketing, 
then I go broke pretty much. Yeah. So, so, you know, I started testing the, the, the texting campaigns that I was running. Uh, my team is running actually. Um, and it has a lot to do with your team as well. I, I am blessed with the team members that we have today. And I will tell you a little bit, I, there was a question on the group there uh, about the structure and what it looks like. Uh, but I, I have a great, uh, a great team uh, right now and, 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 and they have a lot to do with it. The way they, they're hustlers, man, and they, they, they're hungry and they want to do deals and they, they see the potential that, what, that, that what, what we can do together uh, on our collaboration because I do have the same principle like you guys do, Michael, which yeah. is on, on our team, we work together. They don't work for me. Right. Uh, we collaborate and everybody fills in a spot that's very important. And right. yes, I point. lead the team. I lead the team, but I do take in consideration everything that Jay has to say. I take in consideration everything that Juan has to say. And if they got a better way of doing it, I'm going to listen to them and we're going to go forward, right? So yeah. um, basically... 63,000 texts, we, we're 65,663 right now, and the goal is to get to about 80,000. So hopefully, uh, I don't know if we're going to get there because I guess tomorrow and the following days yeah, is the today. last day of the month. Yeah, but let's say we get close to 70. Mm -hmm. It's taking us 5,000 text messages to get a contract right now, okay? 5,000 5, text messages to get one contract. Yes, sir. So, so See, that's that's always impressive to me, man. When I get people on this podcast yeah. and they actually have, like Jeremy's asking, they actually have a KPI. So if you guys are watching, you can just see, uh, and I think there's going to be a follow-on question that required. As a matter of fact, let me just answer it since you're on here. Uh, the follow-on question is, what type of list are you targeting with your huge SMS campaign? Vacant, owner, non-owner, occupied. Vacant, non-owner, occupied. Why that one? Is the highest, the highest motivated one when it comes to maybe, maybe I don't keep this property anymore. Maybe I got, maybe God sent you my way. That way you can offload this thing, this thing from my hands, right? Yeah. So and, and more, uh, more now, 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 guys. Uh, for those of you that are call calling SMS RVN, keep in mind we were in a lockdown for three months. Those people, yeah, they probably had some money. They probably, you know, got some savings. And they probably run out of money and they got some vacant properties. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to cash it out. So vacants and non-occupied right now, it's a, it's a good target list. Yeah. That's a good list, Ricardo. Uh, next question comes from my boy, man, uh, Charles, again, who couldn't be here, but he's, he's down, holding it down, still working. Uh, I don't want to put his personal business out there. But his question is, what is your favorite wholesale capture process? What do you mean capture process? What 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 do, oh, what do you guys I'm mean by capture? I'm asking like was SMS or cold calling or or mails or I'm, I'm only I'm only doing two guys, and that's SMS and SEO. That's it. Okay. Talk talk to these people a little. Thirty else. seconds. Thirty forty five seconds on SEO. SEO is search engine optimization. You basically put money on on your websites and and they start ranking organically. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a very expensive way to do marketing, but long term, right, works. So right. eventually, I will not have to put as much money in order to start showing up on on the rankings that I need to be at in order to be found um, online, yeah, uh, in Google or or Yahoo or MSN. Like we do it in different spaces, not just Google, um, and we do it under different brands. It doesn't have to be just one brand, uh, but you don't see the results right away. So you can be putting money in SEO for six to seven months 
and not get a single lead. Mm. But all of a sudden, you get 20, 30, 40 leads coming in, bam, 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 bam. And now all your money that you pay, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, in the last few months, hot, starts right? paying off. And they're usually hot too, right? Oh, they're hot. They're ready. To, they're ready to walk away from. Yeah, it. because so, they fill out a form saying, "Hey, I want to sell. Make me an offer. My house is a three-two, whatever, whatever. I want eighty thousand. What can you do?" And then once you get your acquisition thing, got got it. Oh, all you gotta do is actually, just call and close it. The way <laughs> the way we got it now, Manny, is we have a bot, a chat bot that negotiates with them Mark, before we get the Mark. lead. So by Mark. by the way, we get the by the time we get the 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 piece of paper, basically with all their info. The bot already knocked down twenty, thirty thousand dollars from the deal, and now it's up to us to get on top of it. You know, keep in mind a, lo a lot of these things, like, and you get a lot of garbage too. Houses in areas that are so depressed that it's not even worth looking at it. Okay, yeah. so you're gonna have to learn how to segregate those. Now, jumping over to text messages, um, I started dabbling with text messages sometime in December last year because we were heavily cold calling. Mm -hmm. But once I sat down and looked at my numbers for how much money I was spending on dialers and the amount of time that my guys were spending in front of the computer making call calls, I said, man, there's got to be a better way to talk to the same people that I'm pulling the, the, these lists in order to, to get these contracts. Yeah. And that's when we started marketing. But I didn't really get a grasp of the texting until sometime in March. So... I went from 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 cold calling to texting. Once I understood that all the money that I was spending on the cold calling systems, I could actually throw that towards the texting and get better results. I made this shift and I shift shifted right away. Unfortunately, I canceled my 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 account with with with, with the cold calling software that we had. I love those guys. They 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 got a great software, but in my opinion, I'm not gonna go that route because I don't like it personally. Uh, I'd rather throw that money on texting because it's more reactive. It's more like the, the yellow uh, letters and the postcards we used to do before. So right. it's just a different method of delivery now. And we but, get it quicker. When you send a yellow letter and a postcard, you're three days away from then opening that yellow letter. But now on a text message, it's literally seconds or, or minutes. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm compressing that time. And it's a lot cheaper as well. You know, well, I definitely want to repeat something real quick, guys. I don't know if you guys missed this part, man. Ricardo, for sure, all-in type of guy, 20 grand when he was doing PPC a month. You got to yeah. spend money to make money. I know Ricardo's no stranger to that. Two, think about what he said. I wanted to hit this hype button multiple times, but you were talking. I don't want to interrupt your, your, your talking, man. Ricardo went above and beyond, outside the box, to do this SEO, created a bot where this bot is already semi-negotiating a deal down on the seller, average, what, $10,000 down? $15,000 maybe, Ricardo? It depends, man. You know, and by the way, the one, the guy that created that bot is a buddy of mine, uh, uh, Keon. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, when yeah, he introduced, yeah. when, when I saw that thing, I was like, dude, I want that like now. I mean, that, um, that, so, that man, that's a, that alone for a bot to negotiate down uh, the prices on their behalf before they even actually get yeah, a call yeah. from a closer like Manny Cash. They're yeah, bot yeah. doing the work for me, man. That's, that's huge to me, man. Yeah. You had a question? Yeah. yeah, I mean that was just phenomenal, right? Like, so five five messages, uh, five five thousand SMS to get a deal, KPIs to the T. Uh, you you shift you shift your your call calling uh, team to just specifically close deals on SMS. Um, man, that's that's just that's brilliant. I mean, that's that's good. And and then now you got your your SEO uh, 
uh, websites already ranked up on Google, Yahoo, already yeah. getting leads. You got your bot. I mean, that's just that's a good. Oh, way. we're getting leads on a we're getting SEO leads on a on a weekly basis. I'm not gonna say daily basis because sometimes right. nothing happens, but right, right. But we get a few every week now, and they're coming from all kinds of different parts of the country. So they're just not coming from Houston. Yeah. They're coming from Boston, Massachusetts. So we've learned a lot about other, or I personally, myself, I've learned a lot about other markets because once I get a lead in Boston, for instance, I was like, man, I've never been to, I've never been to Boston actually. And yeah. I was like, how do I comp a house there? What? So I learned a lot about the particular market. And, and that's how I started identifying potential markets that I wanted to go with a texting campaign. Well, let's, let's segue to this question here. So again, on YouTube, uh, Jermaine's asking, how do you choose the market you're going to move into? So I, I literally, I use common sense, man. Um, I get on Google Maps first. Okay. I look at the big cities. I look at the big cities, Houston, Atlanta. Uh, you know, if you get on Google Maps, you got like the big dots are the largest cities, right? And then you got little dots. Those are sort of like satellite cities, right? Well, I don't go for the big cities anymore because there's too much competition. So I try to find markets that are not as saturated. They're going to be on smaller cities, but at the same time, the investors from the big cities will be able to go do deals on those smaller cities. Mm. All right. So I can persuade, like, let's talk about, let's talk about San Antonio, right? Let's talk about San Antonio, for instance, San Antonio right now, you got, you guys dominate, right? And there's a couple of other teams in San Antonio that are doing very well. Right. But, but, if you can get a deal in, I don't know, let's say, uh, let's just mention Canyon Lakes, because I was just talking about Canyon Lakes a right. little earlier, right. right? That's a good, what, 30 minutes, 45 minutes from, 45 from minutes. downtown? Right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, if you, if, you, if you bring them a deal that's got plenty of equity, they say, okay, is it worth driving my 45 minutes to Canyon Lakes in order to capture the, that, that 35% equity or whatnot? Or do I want to pay 85 cents on the dollar in San Antonio? And the answer is always going to be, I'm going to figure out how to get that 40% equity, 35% equity by driving a little further out as opposed to staying in town. So I'm educating a lot of the buyers that I was like, look, guys, I was a flipper. I was a rehabber. So that's why I started marketing outside of Houston, because I wanted deals that have plenty of meat on the bone. I didn't want skinny deals. And... As a rehabber, I highly suggest that you start looking at these other areas because I can make good money on an assignment. I don't have to kill you on the assignment. Right. You still got 30% capture equity when you when you exit the deal. So now it's a win-win for everybody. Can you give some examples on those markets if you don't mind sharing them? Um, like, like, for instance, uh, cities, like names and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So in Tennessee... For instance, what are your big cities? Uh, Knoxville and and uh, Memphis, yeah. right? Right. No, I'm not doing there. I'm doing it in Chattanooga, which is Chattanooga. you know, uh, it's it's not far from there. It's still a big enough city. It's a big enough city. Um, yeah, Chattanooga is big. Right. So I look for at a minimum 100,000 people on the city. It's got to be diversified when it comes to the market, the 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 uh, economics. So they 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 cannot just be military, or right. they cannot just be medical. They gotta have military medical maybe some power plants you know it's got to be diverse and and so i look for those things was definitely thinking outside the box so target the big cities but just outside where there's more supply and there's more uh, less demand so that's definitely a good one there uh man we got quite a few questions so i'm uh 
I'm gonna go through these pretty quick if that's okay with you, man. Uh, Leah was yeah. asking, what does your company structure look like? I was gonna ask that. Yeah. So right now, uh, so we we are working 100% virtually. Okay. Until March of this year, we had an office, and okay. we were all going to the office just like you guys doing in in San Antonio. But mm -hmm. we got locked down big time in Houston, so nobody yeah, could go anywhere, literally. And we started working on Zoom, like we, well, the way we're having this phone call, and and uh, we just got used to that. And so now I have one acquisitions manager um, who's doing most of our deals, and we also have three dispositions now because we're 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 beefing up on the disposition side. But they're not only Houston. So we have two people, uh, three people in Houston on the team. We have another one in California. We have one in Indiana. Um, and we have another one in Detroit that's kind of like a uh, part-timer. Okay. Uh, we also have two two VAs that they're in, in Venezuela, actually. And, and they work uh, – actually, they, they've been the longest with me. They've been with me for about five years now. And they work in all of our back-end structure, like websites, um, you know, CRMs, uh, uh, the, 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 the SMS platform, our data. They handle the data. So – um, you know, I trust them with uh, with a lot with all the stuff that I have going on because I learned my lesson on not to put the data on the wrong hands. Um, mm -hmm. I did have a couple of team members that left and stole a lot of my data, so lessons learned there, right? right. Um, and um, so we're working virtually. Uh, we haven't actually seen each other. Like we have three or four people that started working with me about two or three months ago, and we haven't even seen each other yet <laughs> in, Great, in, yeah. in person. Right. So, but we meet every morning on Zoom. So we have our daily meetings. Tomorrow we're going out and drink some beers. Actually, so it'll be the first time we we get to we get to see each other after uh, we've been locking up a bunch of deals. That, that, that deserved because, guys, if you notice this, he was able to pivot. Right, the, the word that, that Charles uh, uses a lot. He was able to pivot his business from hey, let's have an office, going to 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 the office, right. And meet, meet a person where Corona came, lockdown. How can we just keep going and doing business, right? Doing doing deals. And now, you just said it, three months, hire somebody, haven't even seen in person tomorrow with the first day, and it's still getting deals. Yeah, it's definitely the wave of the future, man, on why we're doing deals and being smart with our structure. Talk about being smart. Let me ask this question through uh, Claudio. Claudio is asking, how would you generate free leads in our virtual markets and keep costs low? So if someone wants to start exploring, Hey, I'm in San Antonio. Let me try, I don't know, Dallas. I've never done deals in Dallas. If someone was in that position, how would you generate free leads and virtual markets and keep costs low? Yeah, I don't know about the free stuff, man. That doesn't apply in my world. I'm being honest. Like free, it doesn't exist. You're either going to put time or you're going to put money in it. Yeah, you I choose to put money in it. Okay. Okay. So then, it's a tough question to ask because a lot of people – so this is for Claudio, right? Who the, the right. guy that uh -huh. posed the question. Uh, I will tell you right now, Claudio, that um, a lot of people are a lot of gurus. Okay, uh, and there is a difference in between a guru and a guru. Michael and Charles and Manny and, and and the HBHS team are gurus. They do this stuff. Okay? <laughs> I am a guru as well. Now the gurus, they're the ones teaching that kind of stuff. Free this, free that. Don't put money on marketing. Don't do that. I got the secret sauce. There is no secret sauce, man. You got to put money in marketing, period. 
Yeah. Okay, so that question can kind of uh, similar to this question here. Uh, it comes from uh, Niles Carlton on YouTube. YouTube is asking, how are you pulling organizing lists? How many leads are you contacting daily? That's a good question. Oh, man, we're getting poured in with leads right now. I don't even know because um, we count. So what to us, so what is the definition of a lead? Okay, that's very important to define. Yeah. And in yeah. my book, in my book, a lead, is somebody that responds to our messages okay not necessarily they're interested yes they might just say no get me off the list so i count that as a lead because they're responding okay right right now they're not necessarily a motivated seller so if i if i'm sending two thousand messages man and i'm getting 20 percent response rate so we're contacting roughly 400 people a day that are somehow communicating with us one way or another so I would say that's kind of like what we're getting through text messages. Um, in the SEO world, is different. So we can get we can say that maybe we get ten to twenty a week on the SEO, and the conversion rate is probably a good ten to twenty percent, depending on on how good the property is. Uh -huh. But it's very tough for me to give you an exact number because we're we're sending so much that right. I'm not getting hung up right now in, in trying to analyze my leads. Right. Jay right. and and the team, we're just going for what can we contract right now? Right. We're not getting sidetracked by the distractions of, I got to have my numbers together. What about, what about pulling the list? Where do, where do you get your list from? So I got different different avenues. I do um, a, a Revo Gateway, which I pay a, an annual subscription for. Mm -hmm. um, the good thing is I got unlimited records to pull, um, but it's very hard to use. So I, I'm, I'm actually, I don't know if I'm going to continue with that subscription once that, that, that period is over. Um, I also use PropStream and, and I like the way the tool uh, works. Uh, we, we pull anywhere from 10 to 20,000 records just of PropStreams at any given time, which is kind of like on your subscription. Right. And, and then, uh, and sometimes we use uh, real acquisitions. Uh, my friend AG, he owns that company here, um, and some of my guys uh, have that subscription, so we use their 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 list. But that's pretty much it. You know, that that's the initial data, and then we skip trace that and 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 go to texting. Okay, this question comes from our, our boy Miguel, man. Miguel, aka Maverick. In your virtual campaigns, are those single method of marketing, or are you doing all? For example, um, SMS, RVMs, driving for dollars. SMS, that's it. SMS, that's it. Yeah. You stick to one thing, you you be good at it, you be great at it, and then master it, right? Yeah. So 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 when I did um, uh, yellow letters, um, the most we did in one month was eighty thousand yellow letters, and and our response was good. Like we were getting a lot of stuff under contract, but it was very expensive. I bet. So, but we got very good at it like we mastered the the yellow letters i i can tell you how to write a yellow letter like what's the best way to do it how do you embed messages throughout the yellow letter that way it goes to the subconscious mind and the people without they just scan the letter they don't have to read it they call you and then they said i don't know why i call you because i got a hundred of this on, on on my hands but i picked yours for a reason and i kind of i laughed internally because i knew i knew why my yellow letters were working so um so I, I i mastered that one and then we had to pivot because he got very hard on the yellow letter side we started dabbling with other things but once i find one that works man i i really go all the way to the to the moon with that you know 
Okay. So, man, we almost been at this an hour, man. Let me answer these questions, and now uh, I don't know where we're used to this kind of a shot. Brother, I got all the I got all the time in the world for you guys. So I appreciate that, man. Leo's asking, how many days of due diligence slash inspection do you give yourself on virtual deals? That's a good question, man. How many days of option periods? What you want to call it? So I don't do option periods. I'm buying as is. Where is? Um, what I do is I buy plenty of time to close. Okay. Uh, now keep in mind, Leo, that I've done over 400 rehabs now, so I can tell a million things by just looking at a picture. Okay, and that's the way we we estimate our rehabs is we make the seller. Right. So our sellers, and so write this down, guys. For those of you that love to get complicated, that you have to walk through every house or whatnot, our sellers are the boots in the ground. They all got a freaking iPhone or a Samsung phone. So. We say, look, ma'am, uh, can you take a picture of the breaker box? What is that? Is that great thing that's either in, in your closet or is in the outside of the house where all the electrical cables? Oh, I know what that is. Okay, take a picture of that. Open, please. That way I can see what the what the breakers look like. Take a picture of the roof. Take a picture of the walls. I want to see the ceiling, the kitchen, the bathrooms, the big ticket items, right? Uh, and then everything else, I just I just assume that it's got to be done. The right. paint, the flooring, the whole night. But I want to make sure that my mechanicals, are in somehow in good shape, which that's going to be your biggest ticket items. Right. And that's how we estimate our rehabs. So by doing that, I don't really have to like do inspections and things of that nature because even my buyers are the ones that are, that are going to give me that feedback. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, what about like an option rate? I mean, how do you, I mean, you make an offer for $50,000 and of course it. I know pictures are pictures, but you know, what about an option period? Do you have an option period or something? I don't do, I, I, I don't do options because um, that's one way I kill the competition. When I see when when I'm going after two or three other uh, competitors, I would mm -hmm. call it like that, or other investors, and I ask the seller, "Do they have an option period?" And they say, "Yeah, they got like a ten day option period." Or they got us like, "Look, with me, there's no option period. So uh, whatever money I put in it, on earnest money, if I don't close, is yours, and you you can okay. be you can rest okay. assured that I'm gonna move this property away." So. So that gives them peace of mind, and they choose our offer before going with somebody that's got an option period. So I don't okay. do option periods. So you're pretty much gambling, not gambling, but for it's almost a for sure bet. But you're pretty much gambling on the earnest money. Uh, I got a question, Ricardo. What is yeah, the which is ten dollars? Ten. Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. So then that pretty much answers. He says earnest money. Uh, you remove the the specific verbiage on uh, soon for a specific performance, but the ten dollars. There's no option period. If I lose it, it's the $10. A question I have doing these virtual deals, what is your cancel rate? For example, you get 10 contracts, not no, not, it, not including title. Very low. Not including very title. Very low. Right. One out of no, 10? It's very low. Very low. Uh, I would say maybe one out of 10. Uh, That's good. For a while, we were closing on everything we were putting on their contract. Mm -hmm. um, but lately I've had a couple of people that are sellers that want to get out of the contract because they probably are getting a uh, lip from someone else. Sure. Uh, maybe a realtor or another investor or whatnot. And that's starting to happen a little bit, but it is not to where I'm worried about it. So uh, now on, on the SEO stuff uh -huh. uh, and I'm dividing the two. So on the SEO stuff, when, when it's an area that I know when the area is going to be tough, by the time we send the contract and we we make the seller aware of that we say look your area is very particular like there's not a lot of movement there we're gonna put you under contract but keep in mind um you know 
I'm not, I can't really guarantee that I'm going to be able to do anything with your property for the next 90 days, but I'm going to do my best to do it. So I prepare them for failure already. Like if, if I'm going to fail, they're up front and I'm up front and you know, I'm not trying to pretend somebody I'm not or whatnot. Uh, and for the most part, because they're in a situation where we are their best help, they accept to move right. forward. So our, our failure or cancellation uh, on those contracts is a little higher. I would say out of 10, it's probably four. Gotcha. Uh, Ricardo, I got a question. Um, since you, you know, you've done a lot of flips, right? You, you can tell by just looking at a property of a Zillow or Google Maps, how much it's going to take in rehab, right? Uh, me working here with Michael Charles, that's kind of, kind of like, the, uh, I learned, right? I learned from them that, hey, man, I just I just look at the property and kind of tell you what a ballpark figure is going to take in rehab costs. So the other day I got a call from a buddy of mine and he, hey, man, I got this property, bro. And, and can you run it for me? It's a JP deal. And then I was, yeah, sure. Let, let me get the address. So I look at the address and in five minutes, I can already had an offer, like in five minutes. And he's like, it. How, how do you, like, man, how do you do that? Like, how, you don't, you haven't even seen the property. How do, how do you know how much rehab does it take? How can you tell? to somebody that is you know new in the business or probably already doing some deals and they still are with the fear oh man i need to see the property to see the foundation to see the roof and i don't know how much that costs how did you do it in your business to say hey man because i'm sure you can make an offer like like in three minutes takes me it takes it? me less than three minutes <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that so i'm a i have a video guys and i don't know how to share that video on your group uh I have it on my other group that, uh, that I did is 48 minutes long. Um, I did it back in, actually Jermaine was on that video back then. Um, it's 48 minute longs. And I tell people, I show people on that video, how to estimate rehabs and ARVs on properties using Zillow. Yeah. And common sense. Oh, okay. I I yeah. Okay. So that video explains exactly what you're asking. Now, to give you the short version, is basically I go by price per square footage in the area. Okay. And if the area is $100, I need to be somewhere in between $30 to $40, uh, 40, 40 cents on the dollar in order to, to, to be okay, uh, meaning that I'm going to put $20 to $30 on the rehab. Okay. That way right. I mean it for 70, uh, $70, uh, 70 cents a, uh, per dollar. So it's automatic. I got to be at X or Y and I will explain to the seller why I need to be there. Mm. And they understand. And they say, yeah, I understand where your math is coming from. Um, you know, maybe that's not something I'm interested in doing right now, but I'll think about it. And you'll be surprised how many people come around right. and do business with you because you were up front with them. And I, the way I do it is I tell them, look, I don't want to waste your time or my time. My job is to help you as much as I can. I'm a real estate investor. I got to have at least 30% of equity on the deal for me to, to move forward. Do you understand that? They say, wow. yeah, I, like I understand. That. And now like you just knocked off 30% of the deal by, by doing that. There you, go, there you go, guys. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't think because you can't see the house, you can't make an offer. You know? I mean, that's, that's even the local market. I mean, uh, Ricardo, I mean, this month we had a, a pretty good month. I think today we got contract number 29 for the month. But Manny, Ooh, I mean, just so you can kind of understand this, top of your head, because I know we have the numbers in front of us, how many of those 29 are contracts in San Antonio? Ballpark. Man, I don't know, like uh, 12, probably, probably like 12. 12, 15. Yeah, 12, 15. Uh, those 12 or 15, 
before he made the offer, how many times did you actually go to the house and look at out of those twelve? Bro, maybe maybe two. One. Two. Yeah. So you guys, Diamond just virtual markets in, in San Antonio. Before we would go every single appointment, like Ricardo talked about. But understand the process. Trust the process. Know the numbers. Yeah. Know the systems. Know your your craft. And now those twelve to fifteen contracts we got this month alone in San Antonio. Before we get the signed contract, I mean, we only went to maybe two or three appointments. Yeah. Already getting the signed contract, so that's a little food for thought. Eduardo has a good question. Uh, I like that bot thing that you got, Ricardo. That bot thing's fire. What numbers are your bots following? Do they use Zillow for ARV, and what percentages are you offering? Yeah, so uh, they use Zillow for ARV, and we don't offer on the bots. What we do is the bot asks questions on is this the lowest you will go kind of deal. So the bot, the bot creates mm -hmm. a conversation to make the seller start dropping the pricing on their own, okay? So uh, we don't make offers with a bot. Okay, that makes sense. Got it. Uh, a few more, let me get a few more questions and then we'll, how do you know if their small cities are hot enough that buyers will be there? I don't, but I'd rather have a deal than no deal. So <laughs> I, go I go straight to, to you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, look guys, if you have a good deal that's got plenty of meat on the bone, money will find you yeah so if you lock something up in a weird city but you locked it up at 10 cents on the dollar mm -hmm. and you're trying to flip it for 20 cents on the dollar all day you're gonna have buyers coming out of the woodworks yeah uh owner even, finance even, buyers, even in buyers right even in buyers man someone who just wants to live in the house yeah what yeah. about this so one? i'm actually i'm actually marketing for end buyers in some of our deals now because we're doing a lot of creative financing that's so good. we're wholesaling, creating financing that we're doing on an owner finance wrap. So we're not literally selling the house. We're selling the note for the most part mm -hmm. to, a, yeah. to an end buyer. So we're doing a lot of that right now. What about this one here? Do you SMS in rural areas? Absolutely. Those are my favorite ones. Houses in the country on acreage. How are you finding your team members like you talked about? They find me. Yeah, I, I don't have ads. I don't have ads. I don't have anything like that. Um, you know, I don't post. I'm looking for acquisitions or dispositions or whatnot. Um, you know, I, I try to help as many people as I can, guys. And and eventually, uh, and I'll give you an example. I'm going to talk sure. specifically about Jay. Jay is, is our main acquisitions guy right now. And uh -huh. he's a freaking beast. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Jay, he came in on board a, a few, uh, maybe a month or two ago, and man, all I had to do was empower him. It's like, he started coming, hey, Ricardo, this is your company. He was a wholesaler, by the way, which I rarely hire people that are in the business on their own, but I like Jay at a personal level, and, and we had a great relationship together. We were actually JVing together, and one day Jay came to me and said, man, uh, I really want a, a, a team environment. It seems that you got a good team going on. Is there a spot for me? And I was like, are you sure? And I, and I was like, yeah, man, I, I really want to work with you and, and, and work on big goals. And I said, Jay, there's always going to be a spot for you, man. So right. when he started working with us, um, you know, he had a little bit of uh, like confusion on what am I allowed to do or whatever. I said, like, Jay, this is your company, brother. You're going to make offers on this thing like, you know, I'm empowering you to do what it takes. And as soon as I did that, man, he's, this guy started locking things up like crazy. And they're, mm -hmm. slam dunks, literally. That's but good, they man. find me. So so most of the people find me. I don't I don't necessarily look for them. 
Uh, that I can definitely, we can definitely relate here, man. People come in all the time. We just had someone in, like two people last week, right? Yeah. Hey, you guys hiring here? Yeah. We follow you guys on the social media, so definitely understand. Uh, Leo's asking, are, do you give the sellers a range, like a firm offer, or let them know they're asking first? I mean, that's always a good question. How to get the price out yeah, of there yeah. is always good. What do you? Yeah, I always tell them. Uh, so look, uh, th 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 get rid of that button there, Michael, because um, this is it. When they, when I, so you got to get the number from them, okay? You got to get a number from these people. They tell you, well, make me an offer. You're the one yeah. contacting me, right? Well, hold on, hold on. I, I want to everyone who's watching this because I, I think, I think this is going to be a good button right here. The question is, guys, you guys watching, there's about a good 70, 75 people between Facebook and YouTube combined. You're always going to have that seller. And the seller's gonna say, "Hey, will you call me? You make me an offer. How do you, Ricardo? How does Ricardo do so many deals? Go ahead, Ricardo. I want to hear this myself too." So what I do is I tell them, "Ma'am, if it's up to me, I'll take it for free." <laughs> I like that. I like that. And they they will tell you a couple of things. One is like, "Oh, you're not serious, right?" Right, more than likely. How can you be a serious person with that? I was like, look, think about it. I'm calling you, and if, I, if you give it to me for free, I'm going to take it. But why don't we just call all the BS out and tell me where you are? That way that way we get straight to the point. And maybe maybe your number is a number that I can work with, right? And But I really don't want this hassle. And, and then they get in and they say, yeah, I want 65000 or whatever. Then because I, I my, my offer was so low. Right. That now there's like okay, uh, well I want X, so they they'll throw a number out there and you say well you know this is not how it works, and then I start getting into the process on why I need to have it at seventy percent manual repairs the whole mm -hmm. yards and uh, but it's an education process right? It but is. I, my yeah. offer is so low at the beginning that you know they come to their senses and they say yeah this guy's a straight shooter he's not bullshitting me and I'm just gonna tell them what it is that I want and, and it's gonna be easier going forward. So that's how I handle that. Yeah. That's good, man. That's always a tough yeah. for, for yeah. a lot of people. That, that really deserved a, um, you know, a hike because every, you know, wholesaler or acquisition or lead generator, right? Their problem, their, their, their main problem is, hey man, how do I ask the homeowner how much do they want? How do I get a price out of the homeowner? They, they didn't tell me. I'm like, did you ask? Well, I kind of asked, but they didn't tell me. No, you gotta push for that number because I always said if you get the number, the, the the number of the seller first, it's always gonna be easier for you to negotiate that deal. It's like if you're gonna go get a lead <clears throat> that has a price, now you gotta. It's like a Google Map. You know where you're going. So that's well, that's correct. That, that's exactly right, man. So right. um, the other thing is creating a report, right? Creating report, creating report. That's yeah. that's the name of the game. You create a report with that. Don't go straight to the numbers, you know, unless right. they demand a number right away. Yeah, Ricardo, you, you're really heavily involved in SMS, man. Uh, you're doing all those SMS messages. Bobby uh, is asking, what does yours message say? <laughs> so right now, look, I'm gonna read it. it my, and by the way, do not use this message, guys, because this is this is crazy. We picked up. I don't know how many houses with this message, which is completely wrong. Don't do it. Hello, sorry about this random message. My partner drove by blah, blah, blah. 
you wouldn't happen to be open in receiving an offer on your property. Now, that message is not good for many reasons, okay? Okay. But I will tell you this. We've gotten us at least 12 contracts in the last month. Now, we're getting a lot of, we're getting a lot of backslash from some people that are, what do you mean you drove by the property? Like, you're, 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 you're stalking me or something, right? So we're in the process of getting it changed right now because the platform that we, we text message with, we own, and it's not as easy to manipulate from a message in a template perspective right now. So we haven't changed it, but it will be changed tomorrow. But that's the message I use. And I highly suggest don't do that because that message um, is negative in many different reasons, but we're working on getting it changed. But it works. It works. if the person is motivated, it doesn't matter what that message says. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to say, yes, I'm interested. What do you have? Yeah. Guys, yeah. I, I read an article today, actually, uh, Ricardo, that it takes uh, an average of two to, three, two to three minutes for a cell phone user, an iPhone user, or an Android user to open up a text messages. Think about that for a moment. It takes anywhere from two to three minutes to open up a message. And with that being said, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Teddy Alejandro. Tomorrow he's hosting a SMS class and how we, you know, mm -hmm. how he does, you know, pretty much SMS campaign, how he structured the campaign, how he put the templates, how he responds to the leads and how he locks up deal, just how Ricardo's doing in all their, in all their cities, all their, all their counties, just text, literally by texting on the computer. So to make sure tomorrow at 6.30, you're, you're, you're on uh, on Zoom. The Zoom is on the Home Buying Home Selling Association. It's a free webinar that he's hosting. So if you want to know how we do it, make sure you're in there. That's good, man. We'll talk about more of that as well, too, guys. You guys don't want to miss that one. Ricardo, real quick, man. Uh, so you're doing these virtual deals. Do you use the title company in your state when closing a virtual deal, or do you use... You find uh, title companies at that market you're in. How does that work? It all depends, right? So in Texas, we kind of like stick to our title right. company, Houston, yeah. the one that you guys use in San Antonio. Also, um, you know, we're getting one in El Paso. That way, uh, locally, we 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 handle the deals there locally. But for the most part, right, when we go to other cities, we have to find a title company uh, in 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 that particular city so we can. You know, we can make it easier for the seller. They feel right. safer as well, closing there, getting their check at the at the title company or whatnot. So, so that's where we are when it comes to that. Okay. So we do a lot of work on finding the right title company. You got to make sure it's right. investor friendly and they understand what you're doing. So I ask very specific questions. I don't ask, "Are you an investor friendly company?" Because they will all say yes. Oh yeah, we work with investors all the time, mm -hmm. uh, which is probably true, but. Do you know how to do how to do an owner finance wrap taking it subject to on a VA or an FHA loan? And that will throw a lot of these type of companies out the, the, the game because they're like, oh, we gotta ask our underwriter. And if that's the answer, I'm walking away from them. So um, that's kind of like the kind of questions I ask the title company in order to know that, okay. that we can actually work with them. Now, this next question, I think I I mean I'm, I'm I think I know the answer, but I'll, I'll let you explain it, man. So Marissa is asking. What about the SMS when you're virtual? Do you still say the same thing? So you're doing a deal in Atlanta, and I drove by your, your property? Same thing. That that <laughs> SMS went out everywhere. So, uh, you know, because it, 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 literally, I mean, think about it. I'm not, I, If I know somebody in Atlanta, I can say, yeah, my business partner is in Atlanta, and I'm in Houston. Right. What's wrong with that? Right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, this buzzer was definitely hit quite a few times. 
you know, I always appreciate it. I see uh, Charles's comment on here earlier saying, Ricardo, good stuff, man. He wished he could have been here. Uh, Manny, a lot of value, right? Yeah, a lot of value, guys. So, man, everyone who's watching, Ricardo, I definitely appreciate your time, man. Uh, how can these people find you, man? Man, Ricardo, so I got two different groups, right? I okay. have a group called uh, Real Estate Investors Secret to Mastery. You want to go there for our free CRM that we built a few months back that I show you at one point, Michael. I remember, uh, yeah. When I was in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. uh, we got we give out a free CRM. It's the one I use. Uh, it's completely free. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, and it's, it's built on a sales funnel, uh, you know, like like a whiteboard. We, we, we wanted to mimic a whiteboard. I'm a very visual person, so I have to see my deals in front of me all the time. And, and then we have another one called We Get More Deals Than The Gurus. Um, literally, I, I show people, I, show, I do a five-day challenge on how to wholesale. Uh, and I take you from A to Z. Literally, how to do everything that we do. How do we send our, our messages? What kind of text messaging platform we use? Where do we skip trace our records? The whole nine yards. And there's no charge on that. The only thing that I ask and maybe we can do this together, Michael. We do something special for your group. Okay. Uh, uh, and we can talk about the details offline. All right. But the only thing I ask is that if you join the, the, the session, which is five days long, Monday through Friday, uh, once a month, sometimes I do it twice, depending on how many people I got, at 9 p.m. Central Time. Sometimes we go for three or four hours. So a, few, a couple of times... I've, I've jumped from my sessions into the into the midnight hustle. Um, yeah, I see you. So, um, so I do that. But if you miss one session, you're out because it's free. And all I ask is that if I'm giving my time to teach you and show you how to do this uh, the way we do it, then all I ask is that you put the same time and effort into I attending like the session like and going that. from point A to point B. So um, if you miss one session, uh, yeah, you can make it up later on, but I'm from, I'm gonna make it hard for you to get back on it. So I like that commitment. Um, it's commitment. Yeah. One more time, the names of the groups. So real estate investors' secret to mastery, and we get more deals than the gurus. Okay. Or actually, more deals than the gurus. We changed the name. It's called now more deals than the gurus because we do have, like, in between HBHS and same as cash in the disc pilot, we have at least. Uh, for what you say, we got probably 70 properties under contract right now, if not more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I will tell you this, it will be a month before I break 40. So uh, I'm, I know we're getting to 40, 40 to 50 contracts in the next 30 days. Yeah. Ricardo, I'm going to ask you uh, some last questions. Let's go with you. Uh, I'm a wholesaler. I heard about wholesaling. I'm having a hard time getting my first deal. What advice do you have for those guys? Work on yourself. Um, uh, sometimes it's not the process. It's not the. It's not the. Uh, you know, it's not the business itself. It's you, the one that that's failing because you maybe you're not growing inside. Okay, so I will start saying by pick up some pick up some uh, self development books, guys. Uh, work on your mindset. Understand mm -hmm. that you're gonna fail. Don't yeah. be afraid of failure. Uh, understand that you're gonna put money in marketing that you're not gonna get back. Um, and and once you start learning how to handle those challenges mm -hmm. as you grow as a real estate investor, then everything kind of like starts coming together. And then after a few months of going 
basically sideways, you have a breakthrough. Uh, and 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 like Manny, I know Manny, it took you for a long time to get your first deal, right? Yeah, eight months, bro, eight months. But after that one, it was just like, you know. And, and what was the change? What? So how come you? It took you eight months. Because yeah. I was lucky, man. On my first mailing campaign, I got two houses, and I said, "That's like that's like drugs, man." You're like, "Oh man, I'm addicted to this now." Yeah. So, yeah. but on your case, you kept on pushing and you kept on pushing, pushing. and of course, you had a great team behind you, right? Yeah. So, yes. But but yeah. it's the mindset what kept you going, right? Yeah, it was it was more of a yes, yeah, a mindset, right? Uh, I had to take a step back and, and sit down and say, you know what, man, it just just master uh, talking to people on the phone, master the, the the skill of conversation, master, you know, the craft, just learn, learn. And and because all, all it was is a compound effect. I read that book, guys, you guys have to read it, compound effect. I just knew that, man, it's eight months. And I knew that all the eight months without getting paid, one day I had to get, one day I had to get paid. One day I had to get it. And so, and that's what happened, uh, Ricardo. So eight months for not getting a deal, you know, I was doing driving for dollars. Uh, door knocking, band design. I was doing a lot of things until finally I said, you know what, man? Stick to one thing. Get get on the phones. Be good at it. Get your first deal. And after that, man, it was just like the, the mindset just shifted. And it was a deal after deal after. And I'm not I'm not bullshitting. I got Mike here. He, he sees all my deals. And it's a lot of deals, guys. You guys wondering? A lot so, of deals. I tell you. But I'm, I'm gonna but I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add something to your success, Manny, because you did something that is very remarkable, which is. Your English is not your native language. Yeah. You have a very strong accent, yeah. uh, uh, Venezuelan accent, I would put yeah. it, right? So, and you kill it on cold calling, which requires you to speak English. Dude, I don't know how I did it. To I don't know how I was doing it. Well, you had to hustle is how you did it, man. You had to hustle the mindset, no, the motivation, so, the hunger. So, the one thing is you believed in yourself, and then yeah. you believed that you're, maybe the limitations you thought you had you actually were able to turn them into your strengths. And I remember yeah. Charles telling me a little bit about that conversation. Yeah. So we said, hey, man, you know, uh, you say you're a real estate investor from Venezuela. And look, and it worked. And now you're like, bam, 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 bam. And now you're teaching people how to do this, right? Yeah, it's so crazy. Everybody <laughs> on, yeah, so from everybody on this call, guys, what you got to not, you just don't have to learn from me or Michael. I mean, look at Manny. Uh, he it took him eight months to get his first deal. When he got his first deal, he turned his weaknesses into his strengths, and now he's making it happen. Uh, you know, over and over and over again. So, don't you know? Just eliminate the excuses. You know, um, and go take massive action. If if he's driving four dollars, make sure by the time you get home, man, those those tires are burning hot. You know, because of of, of how much gas you put on that car that day, how many pictures you took from houses. Right, if you got right. a little bit of market money, then put it on, put it, put it to work, and you know, rely with other team members, maybe with HPHS or whoever you want to work with. This is a teamwork effort, so you're not alone. You just gotta surround yourself with the right people. And if you're watching this call right now, uh, you're pretty much on the right play, uh, place at the right time. That, that's for sure, man. Ricardo earlier said about your group, you know, about if you're putting in the work. Charles put a comment on here. Let me read this comment real quick. Rural real estate investing not is shared. Share that no cost is something people should embrace times a hundred. Not everyone's yeah. willing to share. Get on with the crew that's willing to bring up, bring you up is massive. No excuses. And you, uh, Ricardo, with your groups, us here at the Home Bottom Sun Association, where all we want to do is provide value to you guys. You guys just have to take it, 
make it happen, right? What are your thoughts on that, Ricardo? I agree 100%. I have the same philosophy. Um, I'm really tired of gurus taking money from people, uh, kind of leaving them hanging. And, 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 you know, when that money can actually be used for marketing and other things, now, I do believe in education, but and paying mm -hmm. the right people, okay? Right so I'm people, not, yeah. A, a, yeah, pay the right people. If you're going to get a mentor, like, let's say, you know, you're, you're looking for a mentor in how to fix and flip, make sure you go to a guy that's doing yeah, fix and do flips it. right yeah. now, and then they're doing it actively, okay? And they're successful yeah. at it. Um, so pay the right people because they're going to help you shorten the, 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 uh, the learning curve the learning curve and yeah. the, the other thing is accountability some of those guys are going to keep you accountable if, if you start getting if i start mentoring you i'm going to ask you a bunch of things and i'm going to tell you to do a lot of things that you're not going to like doing yeah and my question is going to be okay you're failing right now did you do this did you do that and the answer no well oh i didn't have time and i you know i'm busy and, okay then don't you know uh, so uh, just pay the right people so i'm not against education I never paid a mentor for real estate. Uh, uh, I did pay for some people that are in the multifamily space to learn how to do more advanced stuff because I, I, I shorter the learning curve now. But sure. all the wholesaling and flipping, I kind of like learned on my own uh, with the School of Hard Knocks, unfortunately or fortunately. Um, but, um, but yeah, I do it for free right now. And, and, and all I ask is that you're committed to, to attending our sessions, and that's it. I'm going to... Guys, everyone who's watching, man, I appreciate the, the support. I'm sure Ricardo appreciates it. I'm going to ask Ricardo uh, one last thing. Uh, but after this, guys, don't sign off. Don't log off because I want to share something with you guys uh, after we're done with Ricardo that you guys are not going to want to miss. Ricardo, I appreciate your time, buddy. Um, any final words to these people, man? Man, I just want everybody here um, that that's on this um, call right now to commit to yourself. If you want to do real estate, Make sure you put it in writing, surround yourself with the right people, get rid of all the excuses, work on yourself, and then you see how everything else starts aligning for you. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and other than that, uh, there is no secret sauce, guys. Everything, everything that you have to do in your business, it's already out there on YouTube somewhere on, our, on, on Home Buying Home Selling Solution Group right. for free. Free free now that that's all i gotta say you you know uh eventually you have to take action massive action mm -hmm. right uh and learn learn and take action while you learn so don't don't try to figure everything out oh i gotta have everything figured out yeah. no you will never have it figured out but because by the time you figured out how to run your business things change and now you have to figure out how to pivot to a new way of marketing or strategy every year i find myself reinventing my business yeah it's always fluid ricardo yeah definitely appreciate being on here man everyone who's watching i know they i know they uh uh took something with them to make something happen i appreciate your time man it's always an honor talking to you man uh man right yeah now ricardo man it's always a pleasure buddy always a pleasure and also i was just thinking right now we may be having on the hbc latino too hbc latino man could be the latino you know one of the first uh, latino guests so Ricardo, one more time, buddy. Thank you so much for the value. I know you always bring it. Um, you know, you're always welcome to our office, buddy. Ricardo, Hello, again, man. I'm gonna take you off the screen, Ricardo, but if you don't mind, just hold on real quick, okay, buddy? Yes, sir. Man, that was such a
for you guys watching, man, don't don't log off yet because I want to make an announcement. You guys are gonna really love this announcement. But man, that was a that was a good one. That was a lot of value for yeah. sure, man. I mean, what was your best takeaway on that? Uh, best takeaway, uh, guys, commitment. I always like that word for some reason. Commitment, right? He's like he's willing to coach you, mentor you every day. You miss one day, you're out, you're done, and that is something that um. It's it's kind of what uh Mike what I did you know you mm -hmm. know knowing I showed up every day every day every day and I was just committed to be successful and, and make it happen and I just knew that the day I stopped coming that was it that was, it wasn't gonna be over no because they were they were not gonna tell me man don't come no more it's just because morally I knew that a moment I stopped it was gonna be over same thing with you guys so commit to yourself make the call send the SMS door knock the door. Send the contract and negotiate that deal, guys. It's that, that simple. So, man, the, Ricardo really broke it down on virtual markets, guys. Now, I know we didn't get to answer everyone's questions, so I'm going to talk to Ricardo. I'm sure he's more than willing to. Uh, so if you still have questions, guys, put in the comments. I'll have Ricardo go back in there, uh, and he'll take a few minutes to answer those comments. Uh, but I want to tell you guys what's coming up. Ricardo Drop Value here at Home Bottom Sun Association. We just want to bring value to you guys. Uh, we do have another special guest. Uh, this special guest has flipped so many houses. Uh, I'm sure probably nationwide, yeah. but he's flipped so many houses. If you guys are friends with them, uh, if you guys aren't friends with them, you're going to get to know him in a minute. But if you guys are friends with them, I would love for you guys to tag him in the comment section. Let him know, hey, we're excited to see his next uh, the next podcast with him. Tag him in the section. So, guys, next podcast, uh, we have special guest uh, Lee Kearney. Lee Kearney is out of Florida. Yeah. This dude has flipped so many properties uh, when it comes to flipping, right? You're going to catch him here August 12, 630. He uh, is working with Spin. That's his company at Real, at Real Lee Kearney. He is also part of Real Advisors, right? Yeah, he's part of Real Which is one of the top 500 companies uh, when it comes to the Forbes list, guys. If you guys are friends with him, I encourage you guys to tag him in the comment section. That way he knows we're ready to watch him uh, on next podcast. Uh, but I want you to talk real quick about the SMS with, with Teddy. Yeah, yeah. So let's bring that up again. So tomorrow, guys, at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, uh, my brother Teddy, right, Teddy the buyer, he's hosting a, a Zoom meeting. It's a free 99. All you got to do is go to the Home Buying, Home Selling Association. The link is there. Register because he's going to show you what lists are we targeting, what templates are we using, how we're responding, how we're replying back to those uh, client, uh, homeowners that said, hey, yes, I want to sell or take me off the list. How he's sending offers, what he calls anchored low, right, lowball offers to start up the conversation with the homeowners and looking up the deal on SMS. So tomorrow at 6.30 p.m., make sure you're there. The link is in the Home Buying Home Selling Association group. It's free 99. All we ask is you attend, be committed, and take action. So Teddy, guys, we guys don't know he's one of the team leads here, and that's what he does at SMS. He has VAs that work with him. He has uh, people here in the office. If you guys want to learn about SMS and how we're getting so many deals, you definitely need to turn into that webinar to get all that value. Today we got one for SMS, by the way. We got a contract today. I mean, we got so many contracts this month alone uh, just on doing that. Uh, some other things, some announcements before we start logging off here, guys. When it comes to the Home Bottom Selling Association, make sure you join it. If you guys don't mind, we ask that you invite other members that can get the value. If you haven't done so yet, go to TrumpTheHustle.com where you can find more information about us, value, previous podcasts, videos. Follow myself, Charles, and Manny on Instagram. This podcast is every Wednesday at 6.30. Like I mentioned earlier, next podcast, uh, not the next one, but the follow one, Lee Kearney, you're talking about flipping the market on how that's going to affect you guys, how you guys can take value from that. 
Uh, I'll let you talk about this one here. Yeah, so guys, uh, for those of you that speak Spanish, right? Comunidad Latina, for those of you that speak Spanish and know somebody that, hey man, they, 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 their English is okay, but they want to learn uh, real estate investing. They want to learn how to buy uh, property, fix and flip property. They want to learn wholesaling. They want to learn subject too. They want just like that, want to learn the business. So tomorrow, uh, most likely we'll have, again, one more time with Charles. I got to talk to Charles. Most likely we have the HPS Latino, which is a 100% in Spanish REI investment um uh, content knowledge and in spanish so i don't think nobody's doing it but we're gonna go ahead it's already our fifth one uh so tomorrow guys make sure you tune in if you know somebody tag him in all right so i'm not sure if it's gonna be tomorrow but i think it might be the following the thursday, following thursday. Right? because of what uh charles got going on yeah uh but i do know what's coming up on tuesday man tuesday's the midnight hustle guys if you guys haven't tuned into the midnight hustle it is crazy i'm always astonished on how many people are tuned in at one o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning yeah. i mean we're talking about 100 people guys uh, who are on this minute hustle so you guys definitely want to check it out um with that being said man register for the sms event stay tuned charles i myself frank manny the entire hps team all we want to do is provide value to you guys so you guys can close more deals at whatever market you're in whether it's wholesaling flipping sms sub twos creatives whatever the case may be all we ask in return is that you share the love uh you invite members to the association uh you share the association so we can share this with everyone else um, and with that being said, um, Manny, make sure we do this on cue because I know you're not on here, man. Make sure we do this on cue. Uh, let me make sure we're here. Uh, with that being said, here at Home Bottom Seven Solutions, we always make sure that we turn on the hustle. hustle.